Thank you, Jerry and Mal, for resurrecting the 4th of July extravaganza. Fabulous. I've been hearing about it. I've been hearing about it, and finally, thank you. Beautiful. Welcome, everybody. Happy 4th of July. So grateful to see all of you here with me today. As we continue on in our series, Sacred Earth, Sacred Work, we, of course, began that series with the remembering together that we are all created in original blessing. And when God created creation, God said it was good and very good. Right. So that's where we began with that remembering. And then we we moved on to the awareness that as we remembered that, that we each are born in original blessing. It allows the capacity of ourselves to hold compassion in our heart for one another to expand. And then last week we talked about the four paths, the four mystical paths. Of, of, of life, the via negativa, the via positiva, the via creativa, and the via transformativa. And you were all invited into a practice this past week. How many of you took on that practice and chose one path to focus on? Kimberly, like yours is the only hand I'm seeing. Really? Oh, Marilyn. Okay. So, Kimberly or Marilyn, if there was another hand up and I missed it, I apologize. But do either of you have something you'd like to share about that practice this week? Like the, the, the spotlight is on, right? There's, there's only a few of you. Marilyn's going, oh, yeah, I could say something. Thank you, Marilyn. So, this is our opportunity to share with one another how we are utilizing these tools. Well, Joanne uh, recommended that we focus on the one that we have resistance to, and that was negativa for me. And um, it's interesting because uh, I, I tried to act as the observer when I felt myself becoming negative to relax, step back, and just see, okay, this is happening. And um, a friend of mine shared with me this week that the ego loves negativity. <laughs> so, um, you know, and I, in my spiritual walk, am wanting to be the spirit of God and move away from the little Marilyn ego. So it was wonderful to um, to allow grace to come in and to welcome grace. Yeah, thank you, Marilyn. All right, anybody else want to share? Yeah, good job, Marilyn. You get the gold star today. You and Kimberly, right? You want to earn your gold star? All right, so we're moving on today to glorious diversity. And I thought, what a fabulous topic for the 4th of July, right? Glorious diversity. Because this is what we are as a nation and as a country, celebrating diversity. Out of the many, one. Right? So I love this idea. So where have you seen diversity this morning? Okay, that's pretty broad. <laughs> Everywhere. Anybody got any specific examples of where you saw diversity this morning? Yes. The diversity that you noticed. Were you watching Downton Abbey this morning? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
us, okay? So we can recognize diversity in the ways in which we as countries um, are showing up in the world, right? And so Americans are known to be those rugged individualists, a little bit loud, you know, uh, and those from the UK are a little more reserved, right? So they say, a little generalization. But where did you see diversity this morning, Marilyn? just to look around at the diversity right here, right? All different people, different beliefs, different ideas, different jobs, different hair colors, different colors we like to wear. Greg, how did you see diversity today? Yeah. glorious diversity right in my neighborhood where I'm living, right? I mean, to me, as I look around at the world, it seems like what is natural is diversity. We have a diversity of birds, for example, that sing me awake every morning. We have a diversity of flowers. I mean, as much as I love zinnias and the many riots of colors that zinnias can put forth, so you've got a lot of variety in a zinnia garden, I don't want to just look at zinnias. I like all kinds of flowers, you know, delphiniums and sunflowers and impatience. And thank you, God, that you created all this abundance and diversity within our creation. So we're celebrating that today. And the idea that it appears the divine would um, celebrate our recognizing the joy of that diversity. So I want to share with you this morning a, a scripture. Um, it's not the one I originally chose, but as I thought about it, I thought this one actually worked much better. And it's a story that used to confuse me. It's the story of the Tower of Babel. Now, I don't know about you, but when I first heard this story, I thought, well, this doesn't make sense. Here were the people, and they were talking with one another and working together with one another and building this tower up to God together. And God said, no, I won't have that, knock that tower down, and made it so they couldn't communicate with one another. And that confused me. I was like, well, wouldn't God want us to be all doing this, doing the same thing and, and working on the same things? And so it, it didn't make sense to me. But I realized now that what I was doing was looking at this from the perspective of um, not unity, but conformity. In other words, here were these people all coming together. They all had to speak the same language, think the same ideas, build the same power up to the sky. And God said, no. That's not what creation is about. Creation is about glorious diversity. So here's the story. Now, the whole world had one language and a common speech. As people moved eastward, they found a plain in Shinar and settled there. They said to each other, come, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used brick instead of stone and tar for mortar. And then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we can make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered over the whole earth. 
But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower that the people were building. And the Lord said, if as one people speaking the same language, they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so they won't understand each other. So the Lord scattered them there all over the earth and they stopped building the city. That is why it was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of the whole world and from there the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth. So again, as I've thought about that this week, I've thought about the difference between unity and conformity. We hear a lot about conformity. And it's become, for me, this idea that we have embraced of either-or thinking. Dualistic thinking. Dualistic thinking here in the human condition that tells us there's either black or white, good or bad, up or down. But it's always either-or. Right? It can't be both. It's got to be either-or. And I was thinking about Jerry and Jerry's 60th Jubilee last week. You said something, Jerry, that has had me thinking ever since. Because you may not know this, Jerry is not only an accomplished musician, but he also worked for IBM and and did software code. So last week he talked about the idea of binary. And I was thinking this week about how different binary is from dualism. Because dualism says it's either or. But I bet you... I bet you, Jerry, you're going to agree with me on this one. Binary doesn't leave just either or. It leaves an infinite, 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 (laughs) whatever that is, right? Like, Like, you can take those ones and zeros of binary and you can put them together in any way, shape, or form and they will create infinite possibilities, right? Yeah. So you see how different binary is from the idea of dualism. Because in binary, it's not an either or, it's a both and. It's how can I put these things together in such a way that it's not either or, it leads to possibilities, unlimited possibilities. Thank you, Jerry, for giving me the opportunity to think about that. I know you do. So how do you and I live into duality rather than binary? How do you and I live into either or consciousness and ideas rather than both and consciousness and ideas? Because when we see the world from this either or place, we forget about the wholeness. In other words, as we were doing that meditation this morning, turning to face each of the directions, as I was thinking about that, I thought, well, okay, so we can face north, right? And we can even be moving north, but eventually we're going to be going from north to south. So where does north end and south begin? Well, we've decided it's humanity, right? We put a label on here's the North Pole and everything after that is south. But it's our putting that idea on it. Same thing. If we head east and I go far enough, what am I eventually going to be doing? Going west. 
Right? So this idea that it's either east or west, north or south, you see, that's not even a valid idea. It's a both and. It's all part of the whole. The same thing with all of these other ideas that we hold in this either-or type of possibility. We forget in the either-or-ness of it, in the dualisticness of it, that we, um, it, it, it's a wholeness. It's a both-and. It encompasses it all. And so what I'm thinking is, in that story of the Tower of Babel, they were stuck in this either-or kind of thinking, dualistic thinking. Of we have to come together and agree of what is our language, and then we're going to build a tower up and we're going to, you know, honor this God that we've agreed on. And God said, no. I celebrate diversity. I celebrate both and. And so one of the things I love about unity is unity celebrates both and. Both the individuality of God within each one of us, and the vastness of God in which I live and breathe and move and have my being. It is not either or. It's not either God is within me or God is outside of me. It's both and. And I celebrate that understanding and the diversity then that it allows me to also celebrate. God is in me, and God is in you, and God is showing up uniquely and individually as each and every one of us. And it's not either you all show up as me, or you won't be right. Right? It's a both and. Here I am, doing my best to demonstrate for you how to show up in love and in life, but at the same time, and encouraging you to find that same Christ light in you and show up as your own unique self. We don't all have to be little Jesuses or little Berries, little Michelles back there, right? little Bonnies, little Jerrys. We need to show up and be who we are and celebrate the diversity of that. So I'm going to ask the question again. Where do you and I live into either-or thinking rather than both-and thinking? Because once you start paying attention to it, you'll see it everywhere. For example, we are celebrating the birth of our country today. The freedom, the joy. And there are ideas that the United States is about uh, Marilyn, what you, I think it was you who said it, whoever said it, you know, that rugged individuality of the American. I got it, Maeve. And so we need to, to be those individuals, to pick ourselves up by the bootstraps, to just push our way forward. It's either the individual or the community. And some people in our country say, no, we should focus on the community. And some people in this country say, no, we should focus on the individual. And I think as long as we're in that either-or duality, we'll never come back together united because it's a both-and. It is you and I as individuals working on our individual transformation and healing, but it can't stop there. And it is as I heal, as I transform, moving out into the community to support the community and also healing and transforming. Both and. We are a country of rugged individuals and 
We are a community, a oneness of an entire country, both and. You see it from the conversation that started many years ago, but accelerated last year on racism here in our country. And we have the groups that say black lives matter, and we have the groups that say all lives matter. Which one are you with? Either or thinking. Do you see it? And what we're reminded of is it's a both and. You know, when my children were young, this was in the 80s, so the idea at that time that I took on was to teach my children to see no color. You know what? We're all one humanity. We're all one race. We're all the same on the inside. And I taught my children to see others in that way, not realizing that that, too, was an either-or perspective and not a both-and. Because what happens is, then I do not acknowledge the outer differences that are gloriously here in the diversity of life and of nature and the ways that different people of different colors are impacted by life. So it again becomes a both and. Yes, we are moving to this time where we will be able to join together and see one humanity. And we are made up of many individuals of many different colors and we can be encouraged to see those colors so that we can see the patterns, so that we can see what needs to be healed and what needs to be transformed. Glorious diversity. Both and thinking. Do you see it? Here in this community. Well, either Reverend Joanne is here sharing messages with us or I'm not going to be there. Both and. I love when Reverend Joanne is there speaking and I am going to continue to support my community by showing up by listening to a diversity of speakers and to be allowing my community to continue to thrive during this time of transition, both and. Do you see it? So where have you been holding on to either or thinking within yourself? Either I show up as the Christ in all its perfection or I must just be a sorry human being. Either or thinking. Sometimes I show up as that perfect Christ-like expression, sharing my love and my life and my light, and sometimes I don't. Anybody relate to that? Does that make me less worthy or less sacred or less unholy or less a part of the divine when I show up in that both and? Of course not. Unity teaches that no matter where I am at in any given moment, the truth of me is that I am divine. It isn't an either-or thing. It's a both-and thing. So I want to share with you a couple of unity quotes about this idea. There is a great unity of life, Eric Butterworth says, but also a great diversity Everyone in his own manner is a creative expression of the same mind, the same creator. But unity does not mean sameness. Look around you. Where's the sameness? 
Unity does not mean sameness. You are not like everyone else, and others are not just like you. Can you imagine the boring world we would live in if everybody was exactly the same? It's important from the very beginning of every relationship to agree to let the other person be. To celebrate the unique way that God is showing up as Connie here this morning with that fabulous Fourth of July hat on. To celebrate the beautiful way that Marilyn shows up as prayer chaplain, which is different than the way Lori shows up as prayer chaplain, which is different than the way Jesse shows up as prayer chaplain. Glorious diversity. We honor each one. No two of us unfold or grow in the same way, and it is the diversity of the expressions of God in men that gives zest to life. Do you find zest for life in seeing the glorious diversity? Are you yawning and going, oh, life is so boring because it's so diverse? Anybody do that? I mean, even as you say it, that sounds absurd. So why do we try to get everybody to fit in these little boxes rather than celebrating it? Each man's goal should be to cultivate his own gift, that they may be brought forth under grace and divine order, knowing that this is God's plan or God's will for him. Glorious diversity. Have you recognized some either-or thinking in your own mind? You don't have to speak it out. I'm not going to make you speak it out today. Have you recognized either-or thinking? That's what we're going to work on this week. So let's take a look at our spiritual practice. Creation spirituality rejoices in and courageously honors the rich diversity within the cosmos, which is expressed in every individual and embodies multiple cultures, religions, and ancestral traditions. Creation is rife with theme and variation, and yet fear has driven us to try to tame, label, and homogenize it. Do you see the fear within your own either-or thinking? Because that's what's underneath of it. That's what drives us to label, to divide, to find our group and make us's and them's and others. What do we lose when we privilege dominant voices and limit perspectives? Diversity is another name for God and should be celebrated. This week, look for ways to celebrate diversity. Diversity in ideas, diversity in creativity, diversity in religion, diversity in traditions, diversity in cultures, diversity in food, diversity in languages, diversity in flowers, diversity in... You name it. So let us celebrate that diversity this week and recognize when we are in either-or dualistic thinking or both-and binary thinking. Thank you again, Jerry, for that. Speak with me. Now look. Look around. (laughs) Truly. See all the hands up? You guys are going to help me to remember. So when I ask next week, right? Practice. Practice. All right. One more thing I want to announce because I promised Sandy I would. So some of you might have noticed, and Sandy's going to talk about it in a couple of weeks, our beautiful earth care tower that's there as you walk into the building. And this is an earth care ministry project. And we now have greens that are ready to go. So Sandra was here early this morning 
taking down some greens and bagging them off. And she's going to be out there after service. So if you would like to uh, participate by receiving some of those glorious greens from our Earth Care ministry, see Sandra today after service. There's a cooler out in the hallway. You won't miss it. Thank you, and God bless everybody.